Welcome to the Gear Slum, your one-stop shop for all things guitar culture nonsense. I'm Aaron. I'm Phil. And I'm Cole. We slum it hard so you don't have to. Even though this is over Zoom, I know you were looking directly at me. You paused, yeah. <laughs> and you were looking at me, and I, I knew what you were had what you had in your mind. It's in my mind, I was trying to twist some words in my mind. There were no words to be twisted, so I twisted some numbers. And so, hand motions. You twisted yeah, some hand mostly motions. Just the motions. Aaron, you know what I want to hear about? No. I want to hear about the concert you went to. Oh, dude. You went to the same one. I know. Of. And we never talked about it, I don't think, did we? Oh, was it? I think you went after. Oh, yeah. Maybe so. Recorded. After we recorded last. Yeah. It's been more than a couple of weeks, I think. Yeah. So Sunday night, um, I I met up with Steve Rao from Six Cycle Hum. And he and I, along with some other dudes, uh, my buddy. So, Just guys we, being dudes, we met up with my friend Mike, um, who I didn't hadn't thought about this, but so we went to high school together, and we kind of like had a lot of friends in common, and we knew each other a little bit. But on the last like two or three years ago, we kind of reconnected on Facebook and stuff. And he has a podcast Aww. called The Punk Tree. Um, but anyway, so. We met up with him and I, was, I didn't even think about it, but we have literally haven't seen each other in like 20 years. Oh, geez. Like actually 20 years. <laughs> um, so it was him and then his brother-in-law, uh, the four of us, and we saw Manchester Orchestra. Hmm. And I had forgotten about this, but so like two or three years ago, probably like two and a half years ago, um, I I knew this dude who posted about Manchester Orchestra all the time and I had never listened to them. I just assumed they were like, some pop punk band because he was into like knuckle puck and other pop punk bands like that so it's like whatever i don't care about manchester orchestra um but then mike posted about it so i was like hey are these guys actually good and he was like yeah you should check out black mile to the surface and i did and i loved it so he's actually the one that like got me to give them a, a chance mm. um but yeah it was freaking cool it was such a good show i love this story yeah, it's a good story. <laughs> so I was I was first made aware of Manchester Orchestra weirdly through Comedy Bang Bang. Okay. Did we already talk about this? Were you, it must have been you who was telling me this. I don't think anyone else would have the exact same story. <laughs> Probably not. But they they were like the musical guest yeah, yeah. on this episode, and it just so happened to be I just looked it up and it was 2017. It was July 24th of 2017. And it just so happened to be, uh, I had just gone to Lake Powell that week. So there was like zero cell phone reception for a whole week. So you're kind of like, you know, you kind of have what you have on your phone to listen to. So I ended up listening to this. Uh, it was just Andy Hull, who's the lead singer. And then the guitarist guy, just doing like an acoustic version of the gold and the alien. And they're so freaking good. And so I probably listened to them like 50 times that week, you know? And then, so yeah, that, that was black mile to the surface, which that's my favorite album of theirs too. Even though I think all their other albums are really good. Um, but yeah, they like, yeah, I was was happy they played a bunch of songs off of that album. Um, dude, speaking of the alien, so we were there, right? We're watching the show, and they do the, they start like the intro to Alien, the Alien, yeah. And he gets like halfway through the first verse, and this group of people. So we're like, we're not like close, but like we could see really well. It's like a, uh-huh. it's a really good venue. But, but anyway, the people are like halfway between us and the stage. This group of hands goes up, and people start yelling, "Help!" They're like, oh. "Help! Help!" Jeez. And, and so Andy like stops the song. He sees them and he's like, whoa, stop. 
they need some help up here. <laughs> and so like everyone spreads out and some dude had like passed out, I think. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if he was like drunk or high or probably both. These guys. The it's like so interesting because that's always been a thing, like especially at punk shows. Like when someone goes down in the pit, you help them up and stuff yeah. like that. But it's like especially now after the Travis whoever. Is it Travis yeah. Scott? And, yeah, Travis Scott. But there's like not even a pit. Like no one's really dancing. Oh, it's, totally. It's, it's just like, like a bunch a, of old dudes. Yeah, you're like just like standing, standing there. Yeah. This dude probably was just like, you know, on something and got dehydrated or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's crazy. So then Taylor's like, oldest time. I was like, this. I, this is my favorite song. And then help, help. All so right. did they start it over? Yeah, they started it over. And then they did a like a weird little, you know, the little outro thing uh-huh. of another song. It's freaking cool. It's crazy, like because their first couple CDs are very like hard, especially Cope is just like kind of yeah, punk. it's pretty like yeah, the music's really in your face. And Black Mile of the Surface is not, and yet somehow, like, the sound is very consistent when they play it live. Yeah, it sounds it's really, really like the sound, and part of that depends on the venue and everything, but um, yeah, it was great. So when I, mean, I went to some, oh, oh go, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I was actually super impressed with the sound because it wasn't, like, loud. Yeah, totally. You know, like, it wasn't, like, it's never like, oh man, this is really loud. Yeah, I didn't even. But have it sounded like in, super, Yeah, yeah, which is weird for full. me. It sounded amazing. So yeah, and honestly, the same. Okay, so this show, I went. I took my thirteen-year-old son with me, which is like, for one thing, you know, I'm not like some kind of great parent or something like that. But like, get, uh, being a thirteen-year-old kid and getting to go to a show like that—that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Other than yeah. the fact that he. He couldn't see as well as, you know, he probably wanted to for a lot of the show, but I found a pretty good spot where he could see pretty well because <laughs> it's just standing. Well, and the funny, it's the only other concert he had been to was 21 Pilots, mm-hmm. and we had, like, these fancy seats because my friend worked at the arena, and um, but, you know, we were sitting, and I don't think, I must not have mentioned it to him, but he was not expecting to be standing the whole time, and he oh, was really? not he was not thrilled <laughs> about that. Oh, really? <laughs> no his back he said his back was hurting by the end and stuff i love it um but i think he enjoyed it i was like more you know i was like worried about him the whole time just trying to make sure he had a good time and good memory and all that stuff but but yeah the concert itself was freaking amazing they sounded great his voice sounds great yeah it was good yeah he did what what seemed like an impromptu version of a bad book song like in the middle he's like Oh, last time I was in San Diego, I played the song and it was really good. So, is it cool if I play another song right now? Like, uh, okay, <laughs> I'm gonna say no. Oh, interesting. So it was cool. I didn't know that song, but I just looked it up on the set list. I was like, oh, sweet. Forty two. Do you know that song? Are you? Do you know Bad Books? A little bit. That's him and someone else, right? Do you know who? Yeah, the other I've, guy I've listened to both of his other bands a little bit, but. Um... Because he's also in uh, what? Oh, right away, great captain. Is that? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, not a ton, though. Yeah, I don't. I wasn't familiar. I've just seen. Yeah, yeah. No, and we ended up leaving before the before the encore too, which I think was just going to be too. and not like my son was just kind of done. So I figured, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I knew what songs they were going to play. It was going to be, uh, what it, they played hundred dollars and the silence at ours, but I think they were like, Oh, they played uh, the silence. That was the closer. Yeah. Dude. If they closed with the silence, I missed it. I'll be very disappointed. I don't think they were doing it at every the, show. No, they weren't the show leading up. No, to shake the it out. Leading... They were doing shake it out a bunch. Yeah. So you shake it out, which is like a good yeah. song, but it's not like, if they did the silence and I missed it, I would be very disappointed. Yeah. I would have been sad if they didn't play the silence. Well, that's like been their closer for a while, I think. And so I was kind of disappointed when I saw, cause the tour just barely started. Salt Lake was like the third date. Mm-hmm. Um, so there wasn't like a ton and I'll, I don't know. What do you, what do you think about going and looking up set lists before a show? Um, I, so I did it. I don't, I don't think it matters. Like it won't affect my enjoyment of the show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Well, I, I think in some ways it's like maybe even better because like if you're expecting them to play a song and you're just waiting for it the whole yeah. time and they don't. Because honestly, if mm-hmm. I hadn't looked it up, I would have stayed for the encore and expected them to close with silence and yeah. they wouldn't have and I would have been really disappointed. Yeah. So it can spoil it a little bit, but I'll, your set list looks actually fairly different from the one they had been playing. It seems like similar to what they were playing for the last few days, but I think they changed it up like. Yeah, maybe so. In the middle. So they started something. in. It's so weird. They start in Kansas City. I guess that kind of makes sense. Kansas City, Denver, and then Salt Lake. So Salt Lake was like the third mm-hmm. date on that tour. Yeah, it was a great show. So, yeah, it was an awesome show. The sound was great. And then two weeks before that, which I also didn't talk about. I went and saw Dinosaur Jr., which oh, yeah, yeah. may be of even more interest to all the guitar nerds that listen to this podcast. Not the other podcast that has this, a similar name to that, but um, it was Jeffy amazing. Doug. And honestly, it was funny. So I went with... Uh, Is he a Dinosaur Jr. fan? Yes. Who's that? Always always has been Jeffrey Klug. Uh, oh, really? Friend of the show. Friend High of school show friend of me. Phil. No, friend um, of the show, high school friend of me. Friend of Phil's high school. My wife just brought me some meats and cheeses to eat. Fine meats and cheeses. When you say, when you say meats and cheeses, it sounds like you're doing a Jar Jar Binks impression. Meats and cheeses. <laughs> meats and um, cheeses. <laughs> so, Dinosaur Jr. Wait, it, what impression did you say? Jar Jar Binks. Jar Jar Binks. Oh, I was like doing Borat. Misa. No. <laughs> Misa cheeses. Oh, me, Those are offensive in different ways. <laughs> um, Dinosaur Jr. is funny because the guy I went with, I went with the guy I normally go to concerts with, you know? Yeah. Um, and he wasn't, he, he had just been listening to Dinosaur Jr. a little bit, so he wasn't super familiar with him. But, um, you know, they played. Setlist was really good. It's funny. They actually ended with Just Like Heaven. The Cure? Like The song? Cure. Yeah, Weird. which I thought was kind of like, I don't know. It's kind of a cool move to be like, I don't know. The cover song. It's not arrogant, right? Like, because yeah. Dinosaur Jr. is a big band. Yeah. And they're just like, well, we're just going to do a fun cover that everyone's going to enjoy or whatever. <laughs> um, but his guitar is like, first of all, it sounds incredible. Like, What's his setup? I mean, it's like pretty famous at this point. He has those three full stacks. He has the big, the purple one, the one that's like super ratty, like beat up and everything, Mm. but they're just like three full stack Marshall, you know, I don't know what they are, but like big old, you know, probably plexi kind of heads. Yeah. And they're around him. Like you've seen that. Haven't you, Phil? Jay Maskus. I'm sure I have. I, I mean, that's why I posted that picture, yeah. and I was like, I went to see some random band before oh, he was yeah, out yeah. there, because it's like very well known, very recognizable, um, and which makes it really loud if you're up close, right? Mm-hmm. But once you're right. back in the audience, a little ways, you're really just hearing what's coming from the PA, and it was crazy how, like, I wore ear protection for a lot of it, but like the guy that I went with was saying like. I don't know how that wasn't like fatiguing to listen to. It sounds his guitar tone sounds harsh when you listen to it. Mm-hmm. It sounds very loud, you know, but it's actually not like the way that the way that he's mixed with the bassist is like amazing. He has like an amazing tone for what he's doing, you know? Mm. And uh, so it wasn't like fatiguing to listen to, even though it's like very like muff, you know, he has like super compressed big muff stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's like a signature sound or whatever. So, yeah, it was it was awesome. That's very cool. And he's I like, feel like I would enjoy them, but I don't know enough of their music to like know what I would expect them to play or not play. Totally. No, you would enjoy the show though. Yeah. Well, because they're because also like they're the kind of band that like all the, like their stuff sounds. When they're playing it live, it all sounds more similar in style than it does when you're listening to it on the record. Right. Because it's just the three of them up there and they only have so yeah. many sounds they can make or whatever. Um, the bassist in that band is pretty interesting. He he plays like really distorted sometimes and he's almost like 
he kind of plays the bass like a rhythm guitar a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Like that's kind of the the hole he's filling in the band, yeah. I guess, a lot of times. So it's it's a lot of times it feels like there's four people in the band when there's not. But at any rate, so yeah, that, that show Lou, that show Lou was Barlow, great. right? That's their basis. Yeah, yeah. And the drum. <laughs> I don't know why I thought this was funny, but the drummer was just wearing a reverb shirt. <laughs> Oh really? <laughs> just said reverb on it, yeah. <laughs> like that he got it Nam or something. I don't know. I'm sure that reverb yeah. sent him. It's like, but yeah, it was. They probably like really give good. you like ten thousand bucks if you. I don't know. <laughs> wear this shirt. Op- all too. Yeah, right. yeah. And the opener was really good too. I'm trying to remember what they were called. Um, it was it was basically just. Well, now I'm mixing it up in my head. I didn't really like the opener for Manchester Orchestra that much. Who was who played? Personally. Was it the Foxing? Did they play at your? Oh yeah, I did. Or was there two openers? There was two openers. The okay. Foxing did Mich- play. Michigander. What did they play? Yes. All right. One yeah, of them that was like a really, almost like glam rock a little bit. Oh okay. Right, like really high pitched vocals. One uh, of them I liked, and one uh, of them I didn't. I can't remember which one was which. We didn't see either of them. Oh, you didn't? Okay. Yeah, we showed up like right in time for Manchester. We got carried away talking about things. Hanging talking out. about things? Yeah, I mean, we yeah. got a couple drinks before. We were oh, out. I thought you were talking about this podcast. <laughs> yeah, during this podcast, I got carried away talking <laughs> we about We got carried things. away talking about a couple of things. <laughs> that is every podcast, I think. No, but so we were talking about it like it was funny because it was like, okay, we all are podcasters. Oh, pink, the whatever. Pink Mountaintops are the band that opened for them, and they were really good. Oh, okay. <laughs> anyway, sorry. For for Dinosaur Jr., that is. So we were talking about like guitar pedals because um, and, um, and we were at one point that we figured out what one pedal that one dude's had. I don't remember the name of it. And it was like, this feels like the, they guessed that ball game. <laughs> and he's he goes, I love that. It's so you could listen to that for hours. <laughs> like, oh, very cool. Dude, Someone so that funny. I podcast that is so it was really funny. Okay, Aaron, you might want to turn off your video. Because we're only getting about every other word, unless it's me. It's not me, is it? No, Phil? I am I am also okay. only getting Every other, but we got the fact that you were saying you were talking about a pedal. Oh yeah, and then you were trying to think of the name, and you said, "Oh, I could listen to this for hours." Yeah, it's like that's the pretty that much it. Again. That's the end. Which is very rewarding. Yeah, not for me personally, but <laughs> it means nothing to me. No, I just I kid. It kind of feels like a personal attack, honestly. Yeah, it really mm. did. <laughs> I also asked him if he thought, because he said he has like every new neighbor pedal. And I asked him if he thought they were what? complicated. <laughs> and uh, not complicated, said, but if their confusing. marketing was confusing. Yeah, it's like, are they confusing? He said, no. So the <laughs> only one he was confused by was the, the like expression controller. So sorry. The Lord give and the Lord taketh away, Phil. No, no. <laughs> this proves nothing. I didn't say it proves anything. He Ooh, also said a tortilla is an essential part of a breakfast burrito. So <laughs> essential, in fact, that it's not even worth mentioning when you're talking about ingredients. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you only you only mention the tortilla if you're like excluding it or replacing it for some reason. Yeah, that's that. Oh, really? Yeah. There's a reason you you distinct you said call it a burrito bowl, but you don't have to say burrito wrap because yeah, the wrap mm. is implied. It's like if you say, hey, what do you like on your burgers? Uh, bun, first of all, bread around it. <laughs> yeah. Bread you guys want some pizza? Uh, yeah, get pizza, but uh, make sure it has crust. I like pizza with crust. Yeah, no duh. <laughs> it's like if now, you were like... These are... Well, hang on. It's like if these you were talking some... about podcasts and you and you, you felt the need to mention that this one has a, a middle-aged white dude as a host. <laughs> <laughs> hi these are uh really compelling arguments and i think you've uh you've really you've really convinced me you've really turned me around psych well, i'll turn you around you turn this whole car around oh okay 
So, do you guys want to know what show I've been watching lately? Yeah. It's a little show on TLC. You want to guess what TLC show it is? Is it an uh, uh, intervention? Is no. it one I, with little people? Is I've it always been watching Intervention. Hoarders? And I do still watch Intervention. And I have watched a decent amount of Hoarders in my life. Little not, people. It doesn't even involve little people. Uh, like very large moms? people. Quite the opposite, in fact. Yes. Very it's large my, people. My 600 pound life. It is my 600 pound life. Man, that show. It's pretty sad. Yeah. I say that as I'm eating into the microphone. Uh, I was going to say, Cole, say, like, I, every I, one of our viewers. Hate, is... I hate to be that person, but <laughs> please but like please the, do not chew. It's uh, please do not it, add chew into. It's the crazy that it's like it has its own, like intervention, is mostly drug addiction, right, or alcoholism, mm-hmm. and then they have my strange That's addiction. It. It's just the, it's just those two. It's drugs or alcohol, and then the strange one is just like. Not necessarily. So some of the earlier intervention episodes had different stuff. In fact, that's where like hoarders started was an intervention episode that was about hoarding. Oh, would it be like anorexia, bulimia? Yeah, that like some be. of that. Yes, yes. There were eating okay. disorders early on. Um, but yeah, then it basically like that. Then my strange addiction took that piece over for the most part. And that was an I sent you guys a video of this woman who was addicted to being stung by bees. Yeah. Oh, I and never it was, saw the video that you sent. I didn't. Know you I mean, it's I like not I like it either, but I it's just, not super worth watching. But it is very funny. Like, first of all, like her. Oh, I want to go back and find because there were some pretty funny quotes from it. The thing that you said about it has kind of been haunting me. Oh, what was it? Woman, you said the woman is really annoyed. Seems really annoyed that her husband is so bothered by this (laughs) (laughs) totally i can't i can't stop thinking about that sentence yeah what but like yes yes it's super weird right weird but it's also like but it's also like what's who's okay so here we go (laughs) yeah and her husband makes her go to the doctor and she's so annoyed by it (laughs) um and her actual quote makes them sting her yeah, so she ha- she has them like in like little them? jars or something. I don't know from beekeepers oh or something. Gosh. And then she like picks them up with tweezers and yeah, like holds them against weird. her skin until they sting her. Oh my! Gosh. And uh, one actual quote was: "This is her talking. Bee stings aren't for everybody, but they work for me. <laughs> <laughs> they work. What the? And and another <laughs> hilarious point. So the whole thing is just like super weird. And she's like." I do feel guilty because, uh, because they die, right? Because, uh, get it? Because they die, but it's like, it's a B. But then if you go read the comments on the video, holy crap, everybody is like outraged because she's killing these bees and it's like a couple every day, you know, like a handful every day or something. Hmm. Oh, and apparently B movie. I never saw B movie. It's supposed to be a great feat of modern cinema. I've never seen B movie, but I've seen A movie. Oh. I um <laughs> for some reason young people are kind of obsessed with B movie. Apparently, well, just as a joke though, as like a meme. Sort of, but also not. But yes, but apparently like a lot of it, it's almost like uh it has like an agenda like the whole the whole point of b movie is that bees are very important for the mm. world and like they it's serve this very use so apparently all these people agenda. in the comments like bought into the b movie propaganda yeah, hook line and sinker you know they're and all they were pissed Gen off Z-ers that she was killing all these bees and, and stinger and and yeah. they were like <laughs> they're like it rips out their guts and it's such an inhumane <laughs> You know, because when it sting, when you when a bee stings yeah. you, the yeah. stinger comes out and it basically yeah, like yeah. kind of pulls its yeah guts out. Its entrails become its out trails. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But it is. She goes to a doctor, and the doctor's like, 
you probably shouldn't sting yourself with bees every day. Like that's pretty freaking <laughs> weird, you know. <laughs> like, but he's like, he's he like, can't Ew. point to anything. And then he's like, well, one thing to consider is that people can develop allergies. So like, you could wake up someday and be allergic. But at the same time, like, she seems like she is the least likely to become allergic to bees because she's now been building up a resistance to it over the last yeah. however many years by stinging herself every day. In fact, she's gonna be she's gonna end up in like a princess bride scenario and have to like sting herself a bunch of times and she'll be ready for it you know yeah if she was like in thomas j's shoes she'd be fine exactly <laughs> is that the kid from my girl yeah <laughs> oh my she ever gosh finds herself yeah, the, in looking, the, the she ever lo- loses a mood ring out in the in the forest. dude she'll be set she'll be good she'll like go out there she'll just be like she'll it'll be like ra- the rapture for her yeah <laughs> So, but man, die. my 600 pound life and and it's always like, it. it's just like, it's just like with intervention or any of those addiction shows, there are some cases where the person who they're like intervening on is, seems like kind of a crappy person, you know, mm-hmm. but the vast majority of them, it's like trauma that they suffered. And this is yeah. like, you know. It's them reacting to something. Yeah. And it's like, they're, they're ultimately the victim, you know? And then their family is like, like this, this one lady, man, she like, she was molested a bunch. Her mom kind of let it happen. And, and then she was taught, trying to talk to her mom about it now, like in the show as they're filming it. Yeah. And the mom's like, Oh, I guess she's like, I just got to go. I can't take this anymore. I guess I'm just a bad mom. And like, you know, just like, and it's like, yes, you're literally like the worst. Like you're an objectively bad mother and you should feel bad. So it's pretty rough, but it motivates me to lose weight. So, well, and, well, I guess and we it's can cancel our intervention. It's all you can cancel your <laughs> fat, fat intervention. <laughs> it reminds me of teen mom when, okay. So my 600 pound life. I, I don't know like all the story behind it because there's a couple different doctors. For a long time, it was Doctor Now, and he's this guy from. He seems like he's from Eastern Europe somewhere. His name his his name is like Now Nowarski or something, mm. Nowzarskin or something. But he he has like this really thick accent, and he does bariatric surgery. So the idea is they find these people to come on the show, and then you know they get they try to lose a bunch of weight, and then at some point. Cause they're trying to lose enough weight to kind of qualify for weight loss surgery. Right. Cause you have to like prove that you're, but he's like pretty strict, you know, and it's crazy. The people come in and it reminds me of teen mom when people would be like, I don't know how we got pregnant. And it's like, well, there's only one way guys. Well, and they'll true. be like, I don't know. I think they'll be like, well, last time you weighed in, you're 650 pounds, but this time you're 660 pounds. And they're like, well, I think it's just water weight. And it's like, <laughs> and he's like 600 pounds worth of water <laughs> he's like how much water do you Jeez. drink and he's like he can be kind of brutal sometimes but it's uh but yeah it's it's crazy how <laughs> even with something that's so uh, they're like i really don't eat more than a normal person and it's like you can't like well you do though you can't weigh 600 pounds if you don't <laughs> like it's just so such basic you know chemistry or biology or whatever it's- yeah, it no, it's it's freaking math is yeah, really what like it is. It's so Yeah. But that's where that uh I pay my bills. My bills are paid. Oh yeah, yeah. Remember that? So that she is kind of like the most popular her name's Tammy, and her and her sister were on that show for a long time. Which it's not a good sign if you're on the show for a long time because it means you didn't like meet your goals because then you move <laughs> on with your life or whatever. But but yeah, they are very they're entertaining to watch, but it's because they're like very, you know, poorly adjusted and, and very immature and everything. But at any rate, so I'm sorry. I haven't watched any judge Judy for everybody, but sorry. Oh if, man. If you want to know about right. lymphedema, I could tell you about that. Is she one of the people on the show too? <laughs> That's <kind of laughs> what, what was the name? Lymphedema. Lympha. 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 That sounds like a Tyler Perry movie, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. What are all the what? The, what's the what's the real lady? Medea. 
Medea is the one I was thinking of, probably. Yeah. And it's like it's like Medea Medea goes it's like Ernest, you know. Medea goes to jail. Yeah, Medea goes to jail. Medea Yeah. Yeah. Medea scared stupid. Medea Medea scared stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Medea saves Christmas. I think there was a Medea saves Christmas. Yeah, there was. They both But it is it is crazy though, because you think about like so like okay, addiction addiction starts to ruin you know like drug addiction makes it so you basically just can't have a job or whatever you know yeah. there there are ways that it affects your life but like to get to a point where you just couldn't walk or like yeah. th- this this doctor is located in Houston and so some of the patients will like try and apply and stuff like that and then they're like they don't have a way to physically get to Houston you know yeah yeah like she can't fly there's not they can't like fit in a car they would come in an ambulance there's this one guy who kept like calling the ambulance to go to his office and and the doctor would get so pissed at him and eventually called the cops on him and stuff because he was basically calling the ambulance and making the ambulance come pick him up and then take him to to this weight loss guy's office to try and get weight loss surgery and he weighed like 800 pounds or whatever you know man that's really sad and it's also brutal because like with intervention Maybe they do this more now, but it's like pretty rare for it to be like you see it happen, but where where it's like, you know, at the end of the show, they'll do, you know, like they'll say it was six months later, they left rehab or whatever, or they're still doing good or something. Once in a while, there will be somebody who died of an overdose or something like that. Mm. But with my 600 pound life, like these people, like a lot of them die like pretty soon after the show if they don't lose any weight because your yeah. body just can't be that big for very long, you know? So anyways, is that a fun thing to talk about on our podcast about yeah, guitar stuff? I think so. So fun. So guys try not to be hyper obese. Like some of them have BMIs over a hundred. And this this guy, Doctor Now, is interviewed like talking to this guy when he first came in. He's like, "Your BMI is 112. What do you think is the normal range?" He's like, "I don't know, like 60." He's like, uh, "15 to 20." <laughs> he's like, "Oh," wow. he was like laughing and stuff, but he's like, "Ooh," so it's pretty good. What are there success stories? Yeah, totally. Like long term. Yeah, yeah. There's this one guy he wanted to be a musician and moved to Nashville and he like he got down under 200 pounds. It was kind of crazy cuz he had like it seemed like he didn't have much weight left to lose and he still weighed like 220 pounds but most of it was just skin. So that is kind of like oh, the yeah. later So like they're trying to they're trying to qualify for the weight loss surgery and then after a while they get down so low that they kind of have to qualify for skin removal surgery, you know. Yeah, but. okay. I've wondered about that. Like, if you lose weight slowly, then do you not need that? Or is it like, no, you need, if you're, if you're a, super once big. Once you're a certain size, like, you just, you have yeah, to. Yeah, once you're a certain size. And I'm sure it has something to do with, like, how young you are and also, like, how long you were yeah. that big. Hmm. Like, if you, you know, if you're big your entire life versus if you kind of ballooned up later in life or something like that. But, yeah, pretty much everybody. I mean, once you're because everyone on the show is 600 or is over 600 pounds. I can't imagine being that big and not needing and yeah. not having a ton of extra skin when you lose the weight, you know, but I'm sure yeah. there's other factors too. Like you just like genetics, right? Cause some people, their faces will, the skin on their faces basically just goes back to normal. And some people, when they lose a lot of weight, it makes them look a lot older because their face ends up having mm-hmm. like, more wrinkles and sagging and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I remember Frank. Do you guys remember Frank Layden? No. Was he, he, I thought he was like, he, he was the coach of the jazz for a while, but then he was like a newscaster or like a sportscaster here. And he lost a ton of weight and ended up kind of looking like a turtle, like the, you know, on Robin hood, the animated Robin hood, that turtle with the glasses. Oh, yeah. yeah. He basically looked like that guy. <laughs> so, um, I don't, I think maybe we've talked, talked about this guy before but ethan uh supply oh yeah yeah he's an an actor cole mm-hmm. did we talk about this guy i don't know if we talked about him but i'm 
familiar so with he's, a little you, story. You would definitely know him if you saw him. He was in Remember the Titans. Yep. He was in um, what was Boy the uh, I don't oh, want yeah. your he's, life. He's uh, Louis Lastic. In what? In Remember the Titans. Oh, okay. He's, he name? has been Louis Lastic, yeah. The big giant guy in yeah. like a bunch of movies. He was in American History X. He was in Mallrats. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Homeboy lost a ton Ta-ha, of you weight. Dumb bastard, that's not a schooner. It's a sailboat. That's right. Um, so he lost a ton of weight and isn't just like not heavy anymore. He like got freaking ripped. Yeah, he's like ripped. Yeah, he's like but, ripped. Yeah, he's like ripped. But like some of these pictures, I'm wondering like See, his okay, skin isn't bad get... at all. He okay, might, but like look you at can his tell gut, though. You can tell that he has extra skin on his gut, but like a lot of people it hangs down like from their gut almost to their knees. Like a lot of these. Yeah, and you can see he was never legs that too. he was never that big. He was like less than four hundred pounds, you know. I don't know. Some of these pictures he looks really You've gotten big. up big pretty big but he's pretty big but i'm t- like look up the my 600 pound life people no i yeah like it's a whole different stratosphere you know that's true oh dude i just saw your question there and that's pretty brutal <laughs> i'm just curious i don't know <laughs> i almost said it on the podcast like three or four times and i i stopped myself and i'm not going to um you're not stop yeah his say it on the podcast like he's a great it's crazy too because he has freaking abs like that's right like you can lose a lot of weight like you have to be very you have to have such low body weight to have abs like it's not even a matter of having big muscles to have abs you just have to yeah i mean crazy yeah but yeah you can tell like his like his pecs right his nipples are basically yeah. like sagging down like off below. of his pecs, right? Oh, dude. They are. Yeah. But yeah, see, he even was that. Over like, 400 because he said he lost 250 pounds. Yeah. Yeah. It's he like was really, he, yeah. He was really big. Well, he like was tall. He was a He's candle. tall, too. He was a candle and he got like a little bit melted. Yeah. Yeah. Like he That's what he looks like. No one lit his wick, but he was like out in the car for a while. Oh, easy, Aaron talking about candles getting melted oh okay you brought it up anyway good for him dude he looks amazing honestly yeah dude and it's crazy like that's a hard i don't know like i'm i mean we're, we're talking about this as if i'm not a part of this you know community or whatever but like it, it's such a fundamental it's weird because with with most addictions like the ideal amount of of meth is zero meth right right or cocaine <laughs> or heroin or whatever or even alcohol, like you, not that like everybody should not drink alcohol, but nobody could argue that like never drinking alcohol it's is good unhealthy. For, yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, but right. like for food, the healthy amount is some, you know, right. like you can't, you can't just quit food. So it's a, it's like a pretty unique addiction. And, and I guess sex addiction is probably similar in that sense, but. Although you can get down to zero with sex too. And <laughs> Yeah, I mean, tell me about it. You'd survive. I was I was at zero for like eighteen years. Necktie. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I was for like twenty some years. I was for a time as well. <laughs> for a spell. <laughs> but it is it's 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 cool to like because it's really rare like to go from being that big to like losing it all and sustaining it. You know. Yeah. 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 Right. Right. That's so crazy. Uh, Phil, have you been to any concerts lately or played any? <laughs> Why is that funny? I don't know. I don't know. He's just changed. I was just trying to think about something to say. Um, okay. Because I, I realized I, I don't think I had been to a show. I mean, obviously, in like at least two years. Yeah. Um, I played... That show that was a horrible disaster um, last, like, October, I think. And then uh, 
that was the one show we had played mm. in over a year, and then it we have not played since then. Um, I will say this: uh, my area, um, as I'm sure both of yours, um, our numbers are much better than they've been in a long time. Yeah, yeah. So maybe that means shows this summer. Yeah, Nam. I mean, it would come down to Nam. I went to shows last summer too. I'm realizing I go to an unusually high number of concerts. Yeah, I mean, I think some people just do. Yeah. No, I don't think you're like abnormally. I mean, more than the two of us, but not like an absurd amount or anything. Yeah. For people that go to concerts. Yeah. There's some I people did, who just I did. never go to concerts ever and don't want to. But I it's also, weird. I knew I I had a buddy when we were like 19 and, you know, no money, right? We had no money. And every paycheck, he would go on to Ticketmaster and basically blow like his full paycheck every single time he got it on shows. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I was like, dude, what are you doing? Like, you just got paid. Like that's, you say, you're saying that you spent all of your money on three or four concert tickets. Like now what? Yeah. You don't get paid for another two weeks. He's <laughs> like, well, I live at home and I'm like, Okay, but like freaking gas or whatever. Like, that was how my manager, because when I worked at Greywell, that was like that we had Ticketmaster there, you know. Wait, what's Greywell? The CD place. Sorry. Oh, did you work um, at a record store? <laughs> <laughs> but it was because I worked there right before college. And then my manager was like, you know, 10 years older than me. And. I'm working at a record store, riding his bike there and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was almost like a, in my mind, it was like a cautionary tale because he was doing the same thing. And he was like in his thirties or something or late twenties. Whoa. And he's, he would go like onto the ticket mat, just right there at work. We'd just be sitting there and he'd go on and buy a bunch of concert tickets. And mm-hmm. it was like, and he was like super into Radiohead, which is also kind of like another red flag. Choose a better band to be obsessed with. Cautionary you know? tale. Exactly. Cautionary tale. <laughs> I like Radiohead. Yeah. yeah but it's fun. like when someone's obsessed with Dave Matthews band, like, I don't know. Not that Radiohead's better than Dave Matthews band, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Like he was way too into Radiohead. You want to hear a hot, a musical hot take? Uh-oh. Wonderwall. It's a really good song. Is that a hot oh. take, though? I don't think so, but I think it needs to be said. I don't think it's said enough. It is a very good song. I mean, it's like tennis. it's only a hot take for like jerks like us, right? <laughs> right. Who don't who don't want to like stuff that everyone else likes? Yeah, you know, B movie. It's a pretty good movie. <laughs> but I think B movie is like recognized as not being a good movie, though, isn't it? I'm sure. I don't. I have no idea. Because wasn't it Jerry Seinfeld? It yes. was Seinfeld, yeah. Which is like such a weird. They must have paid him so much freaking money. Well, like it and, has a forty nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes, so maybe that's not. Uh, you know. Okay, and the story I heard is that he he pitched the idea. Like he was like, so I got this idea. I'm <laughs> a movie. What's the deal with movie pitches? With bees. And a bee falls in love with a human. Like, is that the story? Yes, yes. Yikes. I've never that's seen part it. of the freaking story. Okay, here we go. Barry B. Benson—that's the name. Come on, guys, try it a little harder. An idealistic honeybee who has the ability to talk to humans has recently graduated from college and is about to enter the hive's Honex Industries honey-making workforce with his best friend Adam Flamen. Barry is initially excited to join the workforce, but his ambitious, insubordinate attitude oof, mm-hmm. emerges upon discovering that his choice of job will never change once picked. Later, the two bees run into a group of pollen jocks. Man, bees who collect pollen from the flowers outside the hive and <sighs> offer to take Barry with them if he is bee enough. 
you know, like get it like man enough. Yeah. On his first pond gathering expedition in New York City, Barry gets lost in the rain and ends up on the balcony of a human florist named Vanessa Bloom. Oh, wow. Upon noticing Barry, Vanessa's boyfriend, Ken, attempts to squash him, but Vanessa gently catches and releases Barry outside the window, saving his life. And then Barry probably, like, you know, watches her creepily through the window. No, he, he sues humanity for theft? <laughs> This is what yeah. the movie's about. When he and Vanessa are in the grocery store, let's see. Here, check this out. Barry learns oh, yeah, that he decides have been stealing and eating honey for centuries, and he realizes that his true calling is to obtain justice for his kind by suing humanity for theft. Uh, that might be fake. This is that's a synopsis of B movie on. For long, Rotten Tomatoes, and and because of that, it looks like. Barry wins the trial, exposing the jury to the torturous treatment of the bees, particularly the use of the smoker. Oh. But there's that girl on TikTok who does the beekeeping, and she's so nice. Doesn't that just calm them down? Yeah. Do you know who I'm talking about? Yeah, there was like a whole fiasco about that because um, there was this other beekeeper who was like kind of spoke out against the Texas bee lady and was saying like, like yeah, that's because she never like wears, yeah, you know, protective gear or whatever. And she says it's like, oh, it's because I only post like the really calm things or whatever. So this other girl was like, said something about it, and like all the Texas B ladies fans like went after this other girl, and she basically Dude, got like chased Beyonce. out of the beekeeping industry. <laughs> it's wild. She like moved moved away from where she was and like had a breakdown and all this stuff on TikTok. It all happened like live on TikTok. Okay, like let's be honest though. Well, do I even want to? Do I even want to finish this? Probably not. Like, why is her channel so popular, Aaron? Texas. Oh, oh well, yeah, because she's doesn't wear because she talks nicely. I don't know. What do you, <laughs> <laughs> Let well, me it's guess. like the is she attractive? She's just like very beautiful, exactly. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and I'm sure that. Whatever this other person's complaint was with her, I'm sure I can guarantee so many people were like, you're just mad because she's better looking than you so and she's more popular yeah. and blah, 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 which is like, that's a, that's a crappy thing to say to somebody, but also like that is partly why she's popular, right? <laughs> that's the yeah. same thing as that. What's the, the big tortoise or the big turtle named Tiptoe? That's a tortoise, that right? Have you seen that one? Mm-mm. I think she's mostly on Instagram, but it's like a this big tortoise and her and the handler is this, you know, cute girl or whatever. Anyways, you know, I'm just tired of women having all these advantages, you know? Yeah, for real. Being beautiful and stuff. Yeah, Being dude. beautiful. And then like, like us normal, like regular guys, like we're just <laughs> nice guys. And exactly. why, why, why aren't women attracted yeah. to me? Why aren't, why aren't women attracted to me? I'm a nice after guy, I, and I don't have a I motorcycle. I talk about my morbid obesity. You don't have a motorcycle? <laughs> you do have a swimming pool. No. You don't have a motorcycle? I have, I have average-sized hands, and I'm very nice. I've got a good job. Why aren't women attracted to me? I don't know. Because you're old. It's probably age. <laughs> Are you not going to go on a shooting spree, watch are you? Batman? Are you going to see the Batman? What is it? What Batman? The Batman. It's a, movie, it's a movie called The Batman. Is it really called The Batman? Yeah, the Robert, it's Robert Pattinson as Batman. Are you not aware Dude. of this being a thing? I, I don't know. It's hard to stay. I'm too busy trying to keep track of all the attractive women who have like random hobbies. It's being hobbies. released soon. <laughs> random hobbies. <laughs> Uh, cold. Keep, it's called the internet. <laughs> that keep track of giant tortoises and bees. Colin Farrell is the penguin. Dude, Paul I wonder Gano if the chick is the Riddler. Like, we got to hook up the Texas beekeeper lady with the lady from TLC who loves getting stung by bees so much, man. Yeah, dude. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. Dude, they should make like a like a hostel like a type movie about like be a bee movie about that, but it's like. <laughs> Just all the bees in the jars at this lady's house. Or like and a she's saw. Like, she's like taking them out one by one with their tweezers. Yeah. And that's just the whole No, thing. what they got to do 
they got to do a crossover episode with the six, my 600 pound life and the man versus food. They got to have him take, take some of them to do the eating challenges, you know, dude, that's also kind of funny to see how much weight that guy gained over the course of that show. And then he got in really good shape. I think he <laughs> did he? Some, a lot of it back. Yeah. Like Louis elastic. He went full um, endurance. That guy got semi canceled. <laughs> I think. Uh Oh, Richmond Big man versus food guy. Yeah. I, I forgot to bring it up last time when you guys brought Yikes. that guy up. Um, if you Google him, he really does like, look, like Adam, he went from so like much. he went from zero to sixty when I can't remember what the, the situation was. So I think, I think somebody said something about his weight, and he went from zero to sixty like saying oh, like the anger? most horrible, vile things. He to went some random, yeah, to some random lady, and and I guess he's done it more than once. Like when fans like, mm. like. He when he decides he's like pissed off at a fan, he like and and it's not it's like public. Like he does it like just on some open thread. <laughs> like he just says like the absolute worst things. And then and people are cool. like, Hey, you can't say that. And then he remarks. like goes nuts on those people. He apologized for inexcusable remarks on Twitter. Oh yeah, dude. It's always it's like a very different thing when somebody like it's one thing to have like a, a secret thing come out. See, this where, is like, why someone I don't was recorded do Twitter, saying cause... something terrible. What are you saying? This is why I don't have Twitter. I yeah. don't have to worry about getting canceled. I'm just kidding. What did he say? He fired back his own, including one regrettable comment: "Grab a razor blade and draw a bath." I doubt anyone will miss you. Okay. Whoa. Which is like, yeah, that's rough, dude. You can't be saying that. I mean, you can, but I mean, <laughs> you probably ought not. You ought not. Ought not. Okay, here's another crazy thing. I don't know if you guys have been not. watching. I don't know if you guys. I don't know if we have any fans of uh, world politics in the room. Ooh, there's some things happening, but it's the Olympics. One thing that has been very Olympics interesting over, to see bro. is that Twitter shut down basically every account that was coming from Russian IPs. And it has changed Twitter quite a bit and has kind of exposed this and has kind of exposed the fact that Russian bots were much more prevalent than anyone ever knew or than, you know, a lot of people suspected. But like a lot of the pro Trump stuff is no longer like you just don't see it as much anymore on Twitter because it was all Russian accounts or and hear me out, maybe (laughs) the left wing Twitter media censoring while they were deleting Russian accounts took it upon themselves to also delete all the pro Trump American accounts. Uh, they didn't delete did them. They ever, just can't post. I thought did you ever think about that? They shadow. You ever think them. about that? I did think about that. Did you ever think about that's why <laughs> did you ever think about that's why <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to hear any more about tables. The other day was the 10th anniversary of, of Who Do You Think You Are, I Am. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I missed that anniversary. I'm I'm oh, mad at myself. Dude. <laughs> that's what you get. Oh, you know what? ESPN you know what else is coming up Instagram. this year? 10 year anniversary of Coney 2012. Oh, dude. Wow. Uh, wait a minute. What? Yeah, that's, that's how years simple. Work. Was it summertime? Yeah, or maybe it already like, happened. I'm sure somebody would have said something about it, though, because it's Coney. Come on. Make him famous. Yeah, who do you think? It's weird to me that the who do you think you are, I am, is actually that recent. Because you watch yeah. you watch like a bowling clip and assume it's yeah. from like the 70s or something. Well, and, yeah, and his hair. Like, yeah, there's, <laughs> there's a lot about it that yeah, seems. <laughs> okay. Who do you think you are, oh, I am. Here. <laughs> okay, so the film, oh, the Invisible Children. Remember the Invisible Children? Oh, yeah, how could I forget? See. The Not purpose is make them. Ugandan cult leader. They came out in May. Oh, March. The film is released March fifth. Oh, it's it's in four days. What? Here, look, March fifth of twenty twelve, and spread virally. 
This is what um, the dude had to say about. Um, I know you're talking about Coney, but I'm still stuck on Adam uh, Who do you think you are? I am. Oh, nice. <laughs> he said. <laughs> he said. Um, being caught up in the moment of throwing the strike and being as excited as it was, I had a kid rooting against me during the match, and he was doing it loud enough for me to hear, and it kind of made me mad. And people know, don't make me mad on TV because I'll just get better. But what I really wanted to say was, who do you think you are rooting against me? I'm the man of this tournament. That's what I really wanted to say. But he just like skipped Which is all the too important much. words. Yeah. So it just became, what? who do you think you are? I am. Dude. Well, because honestly, that whole thing, that's like too many words, you know, yeah, you can't yeah. get it out in a way that sounds cool. So and weirdly, him botching it, it sounds better. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. That's so good, dude. Who do you think you are? I, I love And it's a freaking kid. It makes it so much better that it was a kid. <laughs> yeah. He's freaking yelling at a He's, he's an old man bowling. And people should know not to make me angry on TV. Like everybody knows that. <laughs> Everyone knows that. <laughs> not to make this random bowler guy angry on tv so wait that so is, this is right a... i did it i number five are you kidding me <laughs> that's right <laughs> who do you think you so, are i am so this is a shooter mcgavin scenario remember the dude that like yeah. got in his head that, that guy, guy wasn't a kid in his, the nail in his head <laughs> no 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 not yeah. that one it was the oh, other no, guy no, that goes okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. jackass you suck. <laughs> yeah yeah they got in happy's head <laughs> Oh, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Sorry. You're right. It was the yeah. nail. Shooter, shooter, shooter paid him. him. Yeah. You're right. It was the and nail then he guy. He was like, he was said we were going to go out go out and get some dinner, you know? Yeah. He thought he was going to become friends with Shooter McGavin. Yeah, yeah. He goes, he goes, <laughs> the big dude, Jaws from, uh, he's Jaws yeah. from. Yeah. Happy Gilmore accomplished that feat no less than an hour ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He goes, yeah, well, good for Happy Gil. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> play the ball as it I lies. heard i had to hit the ball off frankenstein's fat foot <laughs> i heard that that uh recent kind of recently they were talking about doing a shooter mcgavin movie oh nice which please 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 i would love i would love for them to write a shooter mcgavin movie would it be played by the same guy? I guess. I hope so. Or would, or it, be would like it be his set origin cause, story? Because if it was his origin story, they'd have to find a younger. It'd no. be like Batman, right? They find a new Shooter McGavin. No, no, no. I need. Here's what I need. I need like. Uh, it needs to be like Godfather Two. It's half current, current day, and half flashbacks. Okay. Yeah. Except in Godfather Part Two, the Godfather's dead. So. Spoilers, dude. Jeez. Freaking Godfather 2 spoilers. Sorry. Don't say something you're in. I watched all three of the Godfather movies on my rollers in my kitchen. Oh, nice. You know what rollers are? Hmm? Like bike dude. rollers? Yes. I already said. Oh, sorry. Dude, which when one I was did in you like college? Oh, I that? thought you meant like this week. I thought you meant like recently. No. No, back when I was in, in the tiniest apartment in my kitchen that also that had carpet, mind you. In the kitchen, nice. Which is a weird, weird thing. No disposal, no dishwasher, but it had carpet in the kitchen. Yeah. That's um, weird. I liked the second one the best, I think, if I remember right. First and second were really good. The third wasn't great, but I didn't The third like, one's weird. Hate it. Everyone yeah. talks about how bad it is, but it's just because the other two are really good, you know? He's also... I don't even know if like I don't think the third one's available to stream in its original form. There's like a a newer like a new edit of it that's out there. So this was back in the days of like BitTorrent and stuff. So I was yeah. I was just BitTorrenting those fools and watching them on my laptop. You know, mm-hmm. I don't care. I don't even care, dude. I don't care about the law. <sighs> that makes me you don't? really want to watch The Godfather again. It's pretty good. It's really good. It's a little bit violent. Hmm. It is, yeah. I can't wait to show my kids the Godfather. Dude. Cartoon. My kids oh, okay, here's an here's a I can't believe we haven't well, let's talk about it next episode. All right. Watched a movie sure. with my children. 
Oh, wow. For the first time. With, uh, <laughs> never mind. With Aaron's favorite actress and mine. Ooh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Did about. you guys see the trailer? Yeah. We'll talk about it on the next one. Oh, okay. And thanks for friendship. And thanks for friendship. And thanks for friendship. Mm-hmm.